to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. As if gamma accidents, radioactive bug bites, and assorted mutants weren't enough. I have to deal with a spoiled brat who doesn't play well with others and wants to keep all his toys to himself. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Well, what are we avenging? Whatever the hell we want. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you are talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And here we are gearing up for New York Comic Con. And it's weird because we'll have an episode between, we should have an episode between now and then, but it feels like New York Comic Con is right around the corner. It's 20 days away, Paul. And of course, as usual, you know, uh, we're gearing up, we're getting, uh, since we are press, and and you you probably still get the emails yourself because I know Matt gets them also because we kind of group chat on Facebook where it's they're sort of like announcing all the press rooms that are gonna be at Comic Con so it's sort of like hey come check out this come check out and you know in the past you know we've gone to the press rooms for uh, you know obviously you know they they seem to like us over at the Warner Brothers uh, animated movies we seem to we seem to get invited to all of them. Uh, I might be well, confusing I, some with like John Galvo, but I know like you know last year with John Galvo we went to uh, you know Practical Jokers, and then uh, in, in Amazon with the Tick, and uh, what else? I'm trying to think of all the press ones we've been to. What, was, what ones did we go to that year when we went together? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we've gone to a lot, honestly. I mean, it, there's so many that we can't even fucking really like. Yeah, so so right now we're in that we're in that limbo where people are sending out. Uh, they send you know it's it's always somebody from. Uh, public relations company so like you know like I'll, and i'm not going to say exactly what but like let's just say something like netflix it's like oh here's a show on netflix and we're doing a press room for it but then like when you write the person back it's not like they work for netflix they work for netflix's public relations you know but i mean look you know it's all you know and of course those are the people you need to get into contact with those are the people who uh will invite you to the press room and if you need passes for this and need passes for that i've noticed a lot of stuff this year they're really making use of it used to be called the paramount theater it was the theater right next door to Madison Square Garden. It's like on the same property. But now, now it's called the Hulu Theater. And there's a lot of cool things going on in the Hulu Theater, but if you Google Maps Jacob Javits Center to the Hulu Theater, one-way walking, it's 20 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. and not to mention that you're on Comic-Con, you're on your feet all day. So, you know, I, I'm I'm glad for them that they're doing a lot of stuff off-site. Like, I'm, I'm glad it's gotten that big, that things are happening off-site. But it's also... You know, when you're at Jacob Javits Center, you don't want to fucking go anywhere. You want to stay in Jacob Javits Center. Or, you know, like, maybe go to one event outside or something like that. But it's like, it's, it's damn near, you know, like the, the Hulu Theater. They're fucking, they're packing that shit where, you know, I think if, you know, they may have to kick you out after a movie. But if you go back right back oh, yeah. online, you know, and not movie, but, you know, they're premiering a lot of TV shows. A lot of Warner Brothers stuff, actually, uh, they're doing there. Which makes sense because it's a place where people sit and be comfortable. Uh, you know, they, they can only do so much at the main stage. Uh, and Jacob Javits Center, but you know you're getting, and then of course you know there's press releases for the press rooms for you to come and do an, uh, interviews, and there's some there's some that I don't care about, like you know, and I 
<laughs> not to shit on anybody, you know, I'm not going to go. I, I don't really care about the travel channels, <laughs> ghost nation, you know, and interview paranormal investigators, shit like that. I generally, you know, I like you get the email and it's, you know, and it's nice to get the email. Thank you for thinking about me. But, you know, and then like, you know, of course, that means, you know, they vet the website and we're, 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 actually, we're actually doing this under the Toonami Faithful uh, banner. So, you know, the Toonami Faithful actually has, you know, good numbers as opposed to this podcast. <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of numbers, we passed 50,000 followers on Twitter as of Friday. Ah, nice. Currently, as we speak, I am the, the account is at 50.2 thousand followers. So, ah, yes. Nice. Uh, there was, there's been a lot of news, so we've grown substantially since that happened. Oh. So, yeah. Send a couple people our way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's some, there's some things that me and Chris will be discussing after this podcast, so, yeah, which so- will all for this podcast, so. And, like, when I say gearing up, it is funny, you know, like, it's literal gear. Uh, one of the good things about my new job is, you know, I kind of, you know, my boss understands what I do. Like I said, my, my boss was, like, my best friend in high school. And uh, he understands how, how important Comic-Con is to me. And I am getting those days off. And I'm like, look, you know, we go every year and we have shitty fucking sound equipment. We have a shitty camera and all this shit. And he's basically, like, you know, you know. Basically, do what you want in advance on your paycheck. Like, he goes, like, I'm not giving you any money. (laughs) But, you know, if you want, I'll throw you a couple bucks extra from your paycheck so you can, you know, get ahead of the game. And so, like, I've been, I don't want to say I've been, like, spending like crazy, but uh, got myself a halfway decent camera. Uh, If anybody who follows me on on Facebook, um, it's a video. I mean, it does video and it does beautiful video. Uh, but I've been using it to, I've been posting, um, I've been posting pictures. So like, uh, I went to Tin Roof, the bar that I like going to, and I posted a bunch of pictures, pictures from there. Uh, when I picked up my daughter, uh, the other, you know, when I get, when I custody of my daughter on the weekends, you know, I picked her up and, you know, got a lot, a lot of nice pictures. And it's funny, like when you have, when you have like halfway decent equipment and it's not like, this is not a professional camera, but it's like really nice for like a consumer. Like this was probably like a top of the line camera about six years ago <laughs> but i mean you know a picture's a picture it takes really it takes really good photos um you know got ourselves you know and of course i don't want to jinx it by talking about it but you know got ourselves a nice halfway decent audio setup where you know we can hold a microphone and the person we're interviewing can hold the microphone because you know sometimes you do when you do the interview and you have one microphone and like you're you're handing it back and forth to the person or or you're reaching over somebody and your arms like in the way and your arms across their chest to fucking you know that gets a little annoying so we kind of got a nice little setup up now where we have uh you know i'll have a handheld mic the person we're interviewing will have a handheld mic and obviously you know if we're interviewing two or three people at a time they may have to hand off the mic or whatever or you know i'll hand my mic over to somebody if need you know if need be but uh you know it's it's you know it's getting to be a nice little setup you know the thing about and it's not like you know at new york comic-con everything is so well lit anyway it's not like i'm going to be taking any artsy you know uh, you know a three thousand dollar camera or a three hundred dollar camera uh you know the everything's you know super duper halogen lights that they have inside jacob javis um but i mean it you know it records well uh you know i've been playing with it just so when when the time comes you know i'm not at the last minute like trying to figure out the settings and stuff like that um so gear when i say gearing up we are literally gearing up getting the gear together um you know going on ebay you know you're getting you know and of course you know being like a gearhead i kind of get shit like that you know i kind of get that from my father where it's sort of like you know when you get into something and you really get into it for a little while <laughs> you know and i need batteries and oh i need a shotgun microphone and oh i need, <laughs> I need this i need that you know, so I've been going a little crazy, but, um, you know, it's all going for a good cause. It's all going towards uh, Comic-Con. And then, of course, you know, 
you know, you got to buy clothes for Comic Con. I don't want to wear anything old or something that I've picked anything that I've taken pictures in before. You know, it's it's, it's always a, a fun excuse to go to Comic Con to go and buy some new T-shirts and stuff like that, or new uh, short sleeve shirts and stuff like that. Because it's sort of like in Comic Con, you cannot. Once you're inside the actual place, you have to dress comfortable. You have to dress for the heat because, you know, even though it's October, it's early October in New York City. Yeah, it's chilly outside. Once you're indoors, uh, you know, that's when, you know, you're going to need to take, you know, <laughs> if you, you know, it makes no sense to bring a jacket with you. Um, oh, which reminds me, I mean, I don't know if we got to do it before Comic-Con starts, but, you know. I may need, uh, you know, five. Did you just burp while you were talking? No, I, I, I didn't burp. <laughs> Air did come up out of my throat, but it like it stopped in the back of my throat. But this is what happens when he drinks an energy drink before the the podcast. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know, back to work and just you know, just just trying to fucking maintain and you know keep the fucking ship afloat over here. And uh, but you know, you, uh, like before we're doing the podcast, because I'll be honest with you, to our listeners, you know, like I, I, my list is pretty sparse this week because I really I totally forgot we were recording today but i mean i mean we have a lot of stuff to talk about but i mean i just uh it's it's not the usual dense like two-page list that i have uh but you know just talking about comic-con and, and the gear i've and i i think i bought one thing off this site i have you ever heard of wish.com i know they do no. a lot of, they do a lot of spam on 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 facebook and uh it's a site and trust me this is not an ad at all it is a site where you can buy cheap chinese garbage like shit that you don't need shit that's totally fucking useless you know stuff that's probably 900 percent likely that it's coming from like a fucking a sweatshop or something like that in china you know and it, like sometimes you'll go on ebay and you'll buy something and it's like well this is really cheap for the price and you know and it's because it's coming from you know and i don't want to say regions of china because you know i don't want to sound like i'm being racist but i'm saying you know zhao tang china or some shit like that and so it takes like a month to get here because you know it has to leave the warehouse first and of course like if you go on youtube you watch these wish.com a lot of people have made videos about this stuff and like you know once again if you're buying something simple like i bought xlr cables i bought cables that'll go from the microphones to the recorder so something like that you know something simply you can't fuck that up you know there are people who uh, go to wish.com and like they're buying like graphics card where the graphics card they're claiming it's the graphics card that if you were paying if you went to best buy to buy it, it'd be like 400 dollars, and you could buy it on wish.com for like 25 bucks but all these people a lot of these and it's funny that's like the scene that seems to be the big one that people should steer away from is uh you know you go and and you buy a you know you buy a what's supposed to be you know, 25 dollars for a 400 vga card or whatever and it's it's obviously some fake off brand you know they'll put a sticker on it that says like you know nvidia but you know when you actually hook it up to the computer the computer's like no nvidia devices found and shit like that so stuff like that uh, obviously you'd want to avoid and, and obviously if anything seems way too um out of the realm of possibility i i don't want to say I'm, the first thing i bought i kind of got it's this cool looking spider-man hoodie and it looks like the more like the iron spider from like far from home and it's a hoodie and it has the design now i bought uh the chinese version that's supposed to be 5x well of course you know it takes like a month to get here and uh it turns out chinese 5x is the equivalent to america's 3x so like it fits me but it's not a flattering fit and the thing is made out of fucking like like the, it, it it's made of like like knockoff under armor material you know like that super it's like it's breathable and stuff like that and yeah technically it's a hoodie but this thing isn't gonna keep you warm <laughs> you know saying like in the picture it looks like a cool sweater look you know it looks like i thought it was a zip up it's actually a pullover uh so it looks like spider-man it looks like the iron spider from uh you know uh 
Endgame and Far From Home. <clears throat> but the thing came, and it is this thin 3X thing that it's like, okay, maybe that'll motivate me to lose weight so I can fit into it. I don't know. It looks... Now, I mean, the the pattern on it looks cool. And I guess, like, you know, it's a it's a fall-type sweater. It's, you know, it's something you can wear now, you know... It's, it's, you know, I mean, once again, it doesn't fit me per, per, per se, but, you know, like you could wear it, like it would be something it'd be cool to wear like to Comic-Con and then you take off once you get to Comic-Con and throw in your jacket, throw in your book bag or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's called wish.com. And once again, and you know, uh, what was, you know, and, and there's a, there's a bunch of horror stories, but like I said, if you're buying something stupid and simple, yeah, but if you're buying, you know, don't go, don't buy a, a $400, you know, VGA card for your computer, you know, and, 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 and sometimes you just like, you'll go, I wonder if it has this, you know, I wonder if it has that. And it's all like cheap Chinese electronics and stuff like that. But, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, fucking, you know, they used to get an item, like three bucks. And then what's, you know, what's the delivery cost? Another three bucks. So like you're paying the same amount to ship it that it is for like, like in particular, these little things called the Arduinos and it's like little computer setups that like people use for projects and stuff like that and it's like you know an arduino you know in a store costs about 20 30 dollars you know the, the the nicer ones and then you know then like they have them on wish for like three bucks but then like and then the shipping is three bucks i'm like i'm paying the same amount of fucking shipping as for the damn device itself and it takes like a fucking month to get to your house but you know i digress it's it, it's like i said it's for useless chinese knockoff crap <laughs> uh so uh since our last recording uh, we had the anniversary of September 11th, and not to bring the episode down a bit, but you know, it always kind of bothers me. And it's always so weird how this, like, it's always like this first or second week in September when the weather's really nice. Like, that's one of the weird things you've, always, like, I, I mean, at least in New York City, like, you know, on, on that particular day, it was blue skies. There wasn't a fucking cloud in the sky. And it's so weird how the beginning of September always kind of has that really quiet, like quiet cloudless sky. And I, you know, I was working that day and stuff like that, but it was just sort of like, you know, I don't want to go online because, you know, people's reactions, you know, are all over the place. You know, there's the people who, you know, they get, they get, you know, super patriotic. Oh, you know, they attacked us and we're Americans and Americans will, will persevere and stuff like that. And that's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I just find it funny when it's people like, when it's people like here up in Rochester, they get fucking like patriotic like dude al-qaeda is never coming to rochester <laughs> you know what i'm saying no 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 but I it's like you know so. like you know like i gotta say you know growing up in new york city during 9-11 you know i was three miles away from from the towers when they fell you know debris fucking came through my neighborhood and and you know you would think i'd be like the most fucking flag waving you know oh we gotta fucking you know stop this stop this threat and it's like you know one of my closest friends now you know one of the guys i hang out with is my friend salam and this iraqi kid you know and he's a good kid and you know and he's muslim and stuff like that i went to his wedding i don't know if i i don't know if we had that since the last episode but my friend salam got married you know, I went to the fucking Muslim center in Henrietta, where I was like the, uh, probably the only non-Muslim person in the place, and I went to his ceremony. And uh, you, know, you would think that you know after 9/11 I'd be like, yeah, you know, fuck these people and fuck every Muslim and you know burn down every fucking mosque and shit like that. But I'm not. I'm you know, and you and I'm I'm naturally an aggressive person. I'm always I'm always very angry. And shit he is. Like that. He is. But uh, you know. When you think about that day, you know, and you think about, you know, the lives that were affected and the people that died and, you know, from, from, you know, the, the tragedy of innocent people dying just because they went to work that day to the tragedy of, you know, the, the EMS and the firefighters and the police who also died or the, you know, the ones that are still alive today, but have some sort of, you know, respiratory diseases and stuff like that because they, you know, they were down in ground zero and, uh, you know, it's stuff like that. And like, you know, and I, I, you feel bad, you know, but then it's like, and it, but there's like this weird part of me that doesn't want to like, I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want to, 
you know, I don't want to think about the first responders and think about the innocent people that died. And and don't be wrong, they deserve our respect and deserve their their moment of silence, stuff like that. But it's also like another part of me is like, you know, we got to fucking move forward, you know, and it's sort of, you know, and then, just, you know, the, the, not to get into that whole shit, but, you know, the whole clusterfuck of, you know, totally useless money wasting wars that we we went to after that you know invading iraq when iraq had nothing to do with fucking al-qaeda and going to afghanistan and it's just shit like that where you know it, you know what good has come of it you know nothing and not that anything you know but you would think a tragedy yeah, of course there was great patriotism but then like you know then it gets to the point where you know there's people that are way too fucking patriotic saying <laughs> like yeah you know and I'm, I'm tired of seeing like you know a, a picture of the world trade center with like you know superimposed with a fucking you know american eagle in front you know and it's like you know it's like glowing in the background it's like you know there's you take patriotism a little too far you know what i'm saying i love my country but it's also well... You know. I, I think the, the the problem that we run into is, and at least for you and me, you know, we're both, I mean, pretty much Democrats. I think of myself as more independent, but you can't change a party and you can't do that in New York because then you can't vote in the primary. So <laughs> um, did, did you know that, by the way? Isn't that stupid? Anyways, you're not, um, you can't be independent. So, yeah, if, if you're an independent. Like you can you can vote in an independent primary, but you can't vote in like any of the other pri- primaries. So I'm just like, well, I'm just gonna stay a Democrat until they change that law. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? So you know, I don't know. I I, I don't I don't want to go around and oh, you know you know what I was gonna say. This is what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm losing it right now. Uh, you know, I, I feel like some of these like really crazy Trump t- supporters have kind of tainted what america is so it's kind of you know sometimes it's kind of like you look at the flag now and you're kind of like eh, i don't know about this right now but you know i still love my country i just i i feel like our country's been tainted a little bit and until next year when hopefully somebody else will take control and i hope all you fuckers out there vote for a democrat and get this asshole out of office um yeah you know that's i really hope that we do that and we get we get this done and i can sit there and look at the flag and be like i'm proud of that again yeah and then like what what was the deal with fucking trump meeting with like taliban leaders in fucking camp so yeah so so if that was if that was barack obama (laughs) i think okay people would have raided the fucking white house (laughs) so what, what he was gonna do what he was gonna do is he was going to he was going to bring some of the taliban leaders to camp david and negotiate a peace agreement on september 11th And it's not the fact, number one, you shouldn't be bringing terrorists to Camp David. Number two, not even that, but you shouldn't be doing it on September 11th. So that's why, like, people were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Even Republicans are like, wait, wait, you're doing what? Wait, 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 you're going to bring who to Camp David? And and you're going to do it on what date? What are you smoking? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm just sitting here going, like, are you really losing your mind? Like, I, I understand the guy, you know, we, we kind of talked about this in the last episode. I understand the guy wants to do things to bolster himself so he can get it, he can get the nominate, he can not get the nomination, but get voted in. Mm-hmm. on in the next presidential election but here's the thing chris um we were talking about like guns how like if if trump were to vote and make some gun laws he probably would actually get reelected. Mm-hmm. he like we're, we're talking about a guy here who is doing everything but that and can't get anything done like you you literally got listen to this shit you, you literally got nancy pelosi 
And Chuck Schumer saying, if you pass the bill, if you pass this bill that the House has brought up, we will literally come to the Rose Garden and stand with you when you sign this bill. Like, you're, you're sitting there going, does it really come to this? <laughs> like, yeah. like where you have to use that as a carrot to, dingle over, to dangle over this guy's head and be like, yeah, we'll be there so we can praise you and tell you how good you are for doing this even though you should have done this before fucker but yeah yeah we'll be there to praise you <laughs> yeah like it, it's it's kind of gotten to that point where you have to negotiate in trying to massage his ego yeah and that's and that's the thing like it, it's some of these things like democrats like convince him and then these republicans are like no no no, they're trying to fuck with you <laughs> and he doesn't and then he doesn't do it and it's like you know if he would do something on gun control if he would do something on infrastructure if he would do something on um health care if he would do something on on one or all three of these before he, the election dude this guy would win fucking election he could say whatever he wants he could say i'm gonna blow up the world and still get fucking reelected. Like, that's how people are. Right now, people are like, literally, even Republicans are going, I don't know about this. I mean, his, 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 uh, the numbers right now are saying that he's under 50% on the economy. So he's in, he's in some deep shit right now, dude. Like, people are just like, look, we don't like where you're going with this and we're going to be done now. So unless you make this economy, as long as you stop fucking with the economy, we might be back in your camp. But you're fucking with the economy, so stop. Yeah, well, it's like when he was okay, like, and I've said this before, like when he mentioned something about like a space force, I had said, I had admitted, I said, you know what? In theory, that's a good idea. This dummy shouldn't be the one in charge of it or shouldn't be, you know, even spitballing idea. When he was campaigning, a lot of reporters always said, you know, what are your plans to do with what, you know, what are your plans? What do you have planned for the Middle East? And he had said at the time i don't want to give you my plans because if i give you my plans and we're letting the bad guys know what we're what we're going to do and i don't want to give them that advantage and once again in theory outside of this fucking idiot saying it that's a that's a brilliant idea yeah i'm not going to tell you what i'm going to do because if i tell you what i'm going to do then the bad guys will know what we're planning to do but like you know and and like meeting with the taliban at camp david on september 11th where like sort of you know uh, and of course, mind you, that you know, this magically all happens right after the whole Jeffrey Epstein uh, suicide. <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, there's 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 a there's a slight brilliance to it where like where it's sort of like, OK, yeah, we'll meet with the biggest scumbags on the planet and see if maybe we could figure something out. And of course, once again, that's that's climbing a mountain, you know, with no equipment and <laughs> saying, you know, you're not right. going to these guys are entrenched on where they're where they're at. Uh, you know, they, 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 they're under, they're on a literal crusade. They're on a literal holy war. You know, it's called the jihad for a reason. It's, it, their minds, you know, their minds are set to where, you know, we, we will die or I have, I have hundreds, if not thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who will die at my command as soon as I tell them what to do. So, uh, hey, the police are after Chris. There we go. <laughs> there is no, there is no negotiating with them. But once again, I will I will stand back and say, you know what? I get what you're trying to do, but you're not bright enough to pull it off. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, it's like a dog saying, like we're gonna we're gonna one day we're gonna go to the moon. Yeah, you know, it's Sparky. You know, you have, you have yeah. a lot of you have a lot of good intentions, but but you don't have the fucking brain power to fucking get a ship up but, to the to the moon. So it's just sort of like you know. I get what he was trying to do, but it's just like, are you, you know, like you said, are you fucking kidding me? Can't, and then of all places in the fucking world, Camp David, which is like every president for the past 60, 70 years goes to Camp David. And that's sort of like their, 
you know, when they're not doing president, when this asshole isn't go- fucking golfing in, in Florida and, and staying at, you know, you know, like he's staying, he's, you know, he's purposely making people from the Air Force and should stay at these like shitty hotels that he owns, you know, or he has, the, he has financial the... interest in, you know, and, and it's, it's, I mean, let's not get onto that, but like when this asshole isn't golfing all the time after all the shit he talked about Barack Obama golfing, um, the, oh, the, in, the... in comparison, man, like he never, he, oh my God, yeah. like he, he, he went. So I'm going to make this very quick because, yes, we don't need to really get into this. But like you you remember um, George, George Bush, the last the last Bush that was in office, um, W. W Bush. Yeah. Because what I think it's it's his father was George Herbert Walker Bush. Yeah, H.W. And then this yeah. one was just. W. So so it's funny because he used to go on. If you remember, he used to go on vacation a lot too. But he, mm-hmm. it, it's so funny because I think about back because I used to think that George W. Bush was the worst president that we had. Mm-hmm. Trump has like literally trumped him. <laughs> that's that's impossible. <laughs> like that is impossible to do that. Like this guy literally was in my opinion at one point the worst president and trump has literally like blown him out of the water i mean he's he's gone on vacation he go what is it every single weekend he's gone he's pretty much gone to the golf course and fucking done this shit it's like dude that's not how it works yeah like you don't see you never saw obama you never saw clinton every single weekend going to a golf course let alone somewhere where they owned like it's just it it blows me out of the water but let's move on to something else that's politics real quick if you don't mind okay um and i'll make this kind of quick did you see the did you see the uh democratic debate that just happened a couple days ago yeah i saw probably the last like 45 minutes because i forgot it was even i forgot it was even on to be honest with you (laughs) And I kind of you, put it on, remember? and I, so I, I had it on, but I'll be honest with you, like, it was on, but I wasn't paying attention. I'll just be Did honest. Did you hear about what uh, Castro said to uh, Biden? Yeah, he said about, uh, He was talking about his age. He basically said, like, he was just like, did you not, did you not... Did you not even remember what you just said two minutes ago? Oh yeah, yeah. Is what he said, and people were pissed, dude. What there was uh, yesterday? They were talking on CNN. Fucking one of one of the people that endorsed him is like, yeah, it's time to start coalescing the party around somebody. So I'm gonna go for Biden now. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there going, I'm like, oh god, that's so bad for Castro. Like, and and it's funny because I was looking. I switched over to. Um, I didn't switch over. I, I'm looking on my phone. I use this website called realclearpolitics.com, and I suggest everybody uses this because they're pretty much in the middle on everything. Republicans, they, they post Republican articles. They, repost, they post Democratic articles. They post independent articles. Everything's there. And basically what they do, and this is why like a lot of like CNN uses them uh, to do the average. Same thing with um, – I think MSNBC does it. Fox doesn't. Fox might. I think Fox actually may do that too, which is weird um, because they're just <laughs> completely Republican at this point. Um, but uh, I was looking in Politico, like I was looking at the poll that they did and, and he's at like 1%. And I just started laughing because I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what you fucking get. <laughs> like, you know, like you, you can't, like you can't go after somebody like it's it's okay. I believe it's okay to bring up the point of well, and and you should be, you should be asking this of all three of the the leading candidates because they're all in their seventies. You know, is age going to be an issue? But here's the problem: you can't go after somebody like that. You can't just sit there and go, oh, you're you're like hinting at oh, basically you don't know what you're doing, basically because you're old. Doing that will not get you anywhere. And I, I feel like Castro's not going to make the next debate, and I hope he doesn't. And I hope he gets uh, knocked out like Gillibrand. Because, you know, that bitch deserved it. 
But I mean, it's like, <laughs> I, you know, all these people, you know, like when a couple months ago you were like, oh, another person's, another person's being a nominee, another person's nominee, you know, putting themselves up for nomination. And it's like all of these, you know, all of these no names are going to fall to the wayside. You know, they're going to play themselves well, and, out or they're going to just run out of money or whatever. And it's like, you well, know, let, let me, let me, don't even like, let me bring should, up, don't even like give them the fucking time of day because, you know, you know, they're do- and they're doing it for their own, you know. I mean, I, I don't mind. See, here's the thing. I don't mind if like, how do I put this? I, I, I don't mind if, you know, they're trying to go out there and say I'm different from Biden or um, Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders based on this. I don't mind if they're doing it, but. Mm-hmm. What I on the flip side of it, I don't like how like there's a couple of these these candidates. Um, let me look at the list here. Um, Castro's one. John Delaney is another. Tim Ryan fucked him right. I want to. I, I just want to like slit his throat and let the blood uh, take his blood and donate it to a good cause because he's such an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did, I'm sorry. I, I had to say it because he pisses me the fuck off. Like, like these guys are polling at like one percent. Castro was polling at like two or three. Now he's at one because he fucked up um, in this political poll. But like, you basically have a top five, maybe six or seven, because some of them are tying with like Pete Buttigieg and whatever. The rest of them, like, this is what I was talking about early on. Chris is like, we still have what twenty candidates for the Democratic nomination, and right now you got two of them that are at zero percent, and you got one, two, three, four five, six, seven that are polling at one person. Why the fuck are you still in the race? Why the fuck are you wasting people's time? Get the fuck out of the race. Let these other people that are polling higher have a chance. And let's, let's get closer to coalescing around somebody because the longer that this goes on chris and this has been my fear we're gonna lose to trump and by the way i think it was like a week or two ago the guy that was uh the, the ceo of starbucks that was possibly thinking about an independent run and i, I don't remember what his name is off the top of my head mm-hmm. he said he's not running for president now bill de blasio is like i'm not running for president i want trump out i'm not doing it this time mm-hmm. dude like you got like people understand what's going on here you're probably gonna have very few if any independent nominees going out for the presidency this time because they don't want trump that's how bad trump is dude that's how bad trump is because they saw what happened to hillary clinton and and there is some states dude like uh pennsylvania and wisconsin and michigan where it was so close if the independent vote went to hillary clinton she would have won that state Mm -hmm. like that that tells you something dude like seriously like so what i'm saying is is and this is the this is the biggest thing for me and again i'm not going to linger on this is we need to get these fucking people out Look, I, I understand that you guys want to be president. I understand that you want to try to do this, but it's not your time. The one thing I will say, Pete Buttigieg, that man will be president. I'm calling it right now. Sometime in in one of these years that the presidency is up for, for grabs, again, mm-hmm. that kid, that guy that's around my age, I think he's, I don't remember how old he is. He's around my age. Um, He's between my age and your age, at least. Um, God, you're old. Uh, <laughs> um, I remember but, you got to be at least 35 to be president. I, no, it's 32, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's 32. But um, the point is, is like right. that dude right there is going to be a pres is going to be president one day. I really like him. I do. Right now, I want Biden because Biden will get the job done. He's got a lot of experience, and I think that that man can help us get back to where we need to go because I think people are progressives on in my party. And this is the reason why I don't, I, I really want to be an independent is because I think there's a lot of people in our party that just don't get that. We can't get to the progressive things that you want to do 
unless we get back to what we were before. And by the way, that's going to be a lot of fucking hard work. You want somebody that has experience to do that. So why not put Biden in the driver's seat? Doesn't mean the man can't be has to be president for eight years or you know whatever it means that the guy has we need somebody to come back in and stabilize things Mm -hmm. because if we stabilize things and we get the world back on our page then we don't have to worry about shit now we we worry about fucking iran doing shit or we worry about uh china doing something or we worry about north korea having sex with trump i don't know like you know (laughs) It's just, you know, I, I, I just I just want that stabilization again so I can feel safe that I don't feel like somebody's going to come over and fly a plane into a building again, speaking of September 11th. So, you know, I hope that people smarten up, we get Biden in the driver's seat, and we win this election. And the rest of these candidates that are under the top 10 need to fucking go. Just these go. People, I, it's people that are, this is like the campaign <laughs> for their other future things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're not, this is, this is an advertising campaign. Like, like that guy Castro, there's no way you and you and I, we're in upstate New York and, uh, you know, uh, that guy's from California or some shit. We would have, Texas or whatever. We would have never known that guy's name if it wasn't for, you know, him him putting up a presidential bid. No, he was part of, he was the HUD, the HUD, secretary as part of the obama administration so yeah, well, we weren't talking yeah. about him <laughs> we weren't talking about him a couple years ago you know well, just saying you know, you know but yeah yeah i know what you're talking you about know, he's, he's, the you thing, know like, the, doing something like this is sort of and you know even even what's his name cohen the the, the president's former lawyer said that him running for president was it was it was an advertising campaign it was to well, get his name out there this was like and it, it was also supposed to be that once he gets out of office you know he would have enough connections and stuff like that where he could keep himself let me nice let me let me tell you let me let me tell you a little story about castro because here, here's what happened so i believe castro was the keynote speaker i believe it was at the last democratic convention uh when hillary clinton was nominated mm-hmm. um I don't remember if it was that one or the one before, but I digress. Basically, when somebody does a keynote speech, a lot of the times they go for president. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like Barack Obama was a keynote speaker, sometimes that person, a lot of the time, that person actually becomes president. So what what I think his thought process was, well, I did this. This has happened before. I'm going to go out for president. Problem is, is that people aren't looking for a Julian Castro. And he's not a he's not a um, unifying character. Cory Booker's a better better presidential nominee than him, and I don't even think president. I don't even think that he should be a, even included in the conversation. The point that I'm making is is like you know, is we just and I'm I'm gonna drive this home one more time. Like if you're at you're pulling at one percent or zero percent at this point, and you've been doing this since before this last debate. Time to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Time to get the fuck out. And by the way, I understand that some of you are doing this to get a job with whoever the nominee is. That's what some of these people do. They also do it, as you said, advertising, but not advertising in the sense of literally advertising themselves, but advertising plans that they think the American people should think about. And then some of the American people out there go, well, we're going to push for this. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like Bernie Sanders, for example, is, is a perfect example. His A lot of his ideas have been floating out there now. So, um, you know, I understand what people are trying to do, but it's time to move on. Okay. We're, we're coming up onto another debate. It, the threshold's at 2%. Some of you are not even going to, most of you aren't going to even make it. It's time to move on. Time to fucking move on. Okay. And by the way, stop hitting... Stop trying to go after the lead candidate when all that's doing is trying to divide our part. Oh, and by the way, you don't win points by going after somebody. I'm sorry, but 
us in the Democratic Party don't want to see that. That's the point. Gotcha. So time to move on. I'm sick of it. Fucking sick. So I've said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's talk about. Let's. I mean, not, uh, let's let's talk about something that's just as controversial, if not. Uh, have you seen the new uh, Sticks and Stones Dave Chappelle Netflix special? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's gotten um, people. It's gotten people all riled up. <laughs> What what part was that? Because I saw the the um what what did he call what did he call Jesse Smollett? I can't remember. Oh, juicy, juicy, juicy. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Smollett. But he was calling him yeah. Jesse, he goes, Juicy Smollett. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. French actor. He kept kind of calling him that French actor, it Juicy Smollett. That shit was hilarious. And it's funny because in the last podcast, I had used the first couple minutes of the podcast, and and, and like I I, I didn't feel like i was spoiling anything because uh netflix actually put out that clip on their official like netflix account on youtube uh him telling a joke like you know he's, he's, he asked the audience you know guess who i am duh uh if you do anything i'm gonna take your i'm gonna take your career away from you and fuck and he's like that's you that's the audience you guys are fucking <laughs> you guys are the are, are the dumb ones that i can't fucking entertain because you know if i say one thing wrong you want to take my fucking career away from me and so uh i mean obviously i'm not doing that bit any justice but the other the other part that he's getting a lot of heat on is he's talking about he was talking about like transgender people and he's like you know mm-hmm. you know a person saying that you know they feel like a woman trapped in a man's body and then he does a whole bit where he goes you know what if i woke up one day and i felt like i was a chinese guy trapped in a black guy's body you know and he didn't say black guy he's another word that, I, that i'll stay away from <laughs> you know and then he goes <laughs> but then he starts doing like a real hardcore asian accent where you know and i'm sort of just you know oh no i'm sorry i feel so bad I, I'm, this, I'm born in the wrong body you know and you know uh. and now also you know keep in mind and not that this gives him a pass or anything like that you know dave Chappelle's wife is chinese or or, 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 or she's of some asian derivation so yeah. like some people are saying like oh you know maybe he should get a pass because he's his wife is his wife is asian and then but then look, the funny thing is even he himself later on in the later on in the special says that his wife hates that bit, <laughs> you know, but it's sort of, you know, and I get the point what he's trying to say, you know, you know, that versus for, and once again, I must say I agree with him or anything like that. But, you know, that to put yourself in, a, in the headspace of one person born in another person's body and how ridiculous it sounds if he says, you know, I felt like I was Chinese born in this, you know, black person's body, you know, and then he starts, you know, emulating a Chinese person the same way, you know, a transgender person would start, em, you know, a, a man would start emulating woman, you know, make his voice high, you know, tuck his dick between his legs, get his dick cut off, you know, and, you know, get <laughs> hormones and stuff like that. And once again, I, you know, and I have transgender, I have a transgender member of my family and I know people have gone through transition. I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, see. The problem is, is that he's making a joke. And unfortunately, we still have plenty of ignorant people out there, you know, that if transgender, you know, uh, they, they, they dehumanize, oh, you're an it, you're a thing, you know, uh, you know, uh, there's jokes. And, and I haven't seen it yet, but even like as we're recording this, last night was the roast of uh, Alec Baldwin on, on Comedy Central. And then they bring, they had Caitlyn Jenner as one of their presenters. And it's sort of like, you know, the only reason, the only reason they brought Caitlyn Jenner on there was so people could make fun of her, you know, and it's sort of like, and of course, obviously, you know, look, she obviously, uh, you know, she, she didn't have to show up. She didn't have to go there, 
but it's sort of like you like you, you're kind of putting a person right in the fucking crosshairs of you know of of, of just tons and tons of ridicule uh, to to be you know. But once again, you know, the, she 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 didn't have to go. You know, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people they invited that didn't show up. Um, so it's it's this you know he's making a joke, but we also have to be sensitive to the fact that you know there are people out there who get the shit kicked out of them in the streets. Someone, you, you oh, yeah. know, they call them, you know, faggot or whatever, and then beat the shit out of them. You know, people who've grown up, you know, people whose whose own families have, you know, turned their backs on their children because, like, you know, oh, my, my kid's not like that, and I have no son, and shit like that, you know. And so, you know, and it's not like, you know, he's not, he. it's one of those deals where, you know, you, you, you can stand back, if you come from a certain point of view, like, you laugh, yeah, that's kind of funny, but then it's also, you know, obviously, we still live in a world where... Uh, you know, transgender people are incredibly uh, uh, marginalized and, and treated like absolute shit. You know, and then he he had another good joke. And once again, I, I, you know, if I'm spoiling these <laughs> jokes, I mean, the, the special, I literally used the clip for last episode. I had two, people had two weeks to watch this where he goes um, that he wanted to say, you know, he wanted to say faggot on the Chappelle show in uh, on Comedy Central. And that the, the lady from Standards and Practices came and said, you know, David, you can't say faggot. And he goes, but I could say nigger all the time. And, and she's like, well, and then she goes, she, she, I'm sorry. He goes, oh, I say nigger all the time. I'm sorry. Uh, no, he goes, no. <laughs> all right, I'm fucking up the joke. He's, already, yeah, he he's, goes, already he, he's like, how come I can't say faggot? And he goes, well, you're not gay. He goes, but I say nigger all the time, you know, and... And, oh, I heard that joke. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, she, yeah. She, and then like you know, and she, oh no, he goes, I, I goes, I can say nigger, yeah, and he goes, but I can't say faggot. And she goes, well, because you're not gay. And and he goes, and he goes, you know, well, Karen, I'm not a nigger either. <laughs> and so it's sort of you know, it, it's that weird kind of double standard where, and of course, I use those words, and and I, I'm in neither. I should not be using those words, but also just an, an errors free speech. You know, I, I'm using those words that I'm not. I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm not trying to you know. I'm, I'm trying to explain a joke, and it's kind of funny. Or you can't see. You can't. He can't say the f word because I am an n word. You know, <laughs> I'm not an n word. You know, that kind of the 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 strength of the joke. That a lot of the jokes impact comes from the use of such strong language. Um, but I think you know he talked about uh, uh, Jesse Simolier, uh Jesse Simolet, 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 whatever the fuck his name. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, then I think, well, and this is my funniest, I think the funniest bit that he did that night was he was talking about abortion. And he goes, you know, you know, women have the right to choose to have an abortion. And he goes, but you know what? If you decide to have the kid, I should be able to have the right not to support that kid. He goes, because you could kill him. I just want to abandon him. <laughs> he goes, my money, my choice. So I, I mean, it's one of those deals where it, obviously it's such an extreme, but it's kind of funny because there's a lot of root and truth. Yeah, you know, for for those people who do believe, you know, a fetus is a person, you know, if you let it grow a little bit fur- further and get a little older, you know, maybe the dad shouldn't have to pay for it. If you decide, if a woman keeps, decides to bring it into the world, the father wow. should be allowed to, you know. And of course, you know, I mean, it's a horrible thing to say. And of course, it takes two to tango and everything like that. But I just, <laughs> I, I found it kind of funny. Like, I'm just abandoning him. You want to kill him. Uh, so, well, you know. I, I, I do think that that kind of went a little too far. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's Dave Chappelle, man. Like, let him say what he wants to say. Yeah, it's, it's at this those, point. Those, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like, you know, George Carl, you know, in my opinion, like, you know, if I had a top five or whatever, it would be like George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. And actually, I think after this last special, Dave Chappelle just pushed Chris Rock out of third place. You know, and let me see, I can't even, who would I have as number five? You know, let's I'm just keep it a top four, so whatever. You know, I think those, because those guys, when they're saying stuff that's <laughs> comedy, but it's it's also like, it's like timeless. It's like, you know, yeah, you, you could tell that joke 20 years from now. 
And it's, I mean, like the abortion joke. I mean, obviously, you know, we still live in times where transgendered people are still, you know, persecuted. And it's, and it's funny because, and I was, I kind of had that in my notes also. On Netflix right now, Eddie Murphy's Delirious is on there. And the first, like, 20 minutes of Eddie Murphy's Delirious, he says a lot of gay jokes. And, of course, when you watch that through today's filter, you know, and any, any, you know, I don't want gay guys looking at my ass. And he's, he's, there's a whole thing about, you know, what if Mr. C was a faggot? You know, and it's a, uh, so... It's so funny how, you know, it, that now Eddie Murphy is getting ready to make a resurgence. You know, he's, you know, Netflix has given him like $70 million. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say that. $70 oh, yeah. million dollars for, for <laughs> you know, to do a comedy special. Uh, he has that uh, uh, Dolomite, My Name is Dolomite movie coming out. They're filming Coming to America 2 right now before he actually films his netflix special he's going to go on tour to kind of like hone his material and you know and a, a guy of his caliber you know yeah he'll have he'll probably have writers working with him and stuff like that the guy you know w- has always been funny yeah he made a bunch of shitty movies and you know but you know those shitty movies you know when he's making haunted mansion and he's making fucking uh you know uh the clumps you know <laughs> when he's making you know and making a nutty professor two and shit like that yes those are shitty movies but you know what that's a fucking paycheck you know when he's making meet dave it's a fucking paycheck um he's smart enough now where he's coming back to his roots he's gonna do comedy but it's so funny that dave Chappelle, when dave Chappelle's getting in trouble for about talking about transgender people and and it's very you know you know but back in the day Eddie Murphy's talking about gay people, and nobody blinked the fucking eye. You know, I mean, of course, once again, if you watch it through today's standards, you watch it through today's, uh, you know, no one was trying to take Eddie Murphy's career after, you know, it was during, that was the time, like, when he's doing a note, he's doing 48 Hours, and he's doing Beverly Hills Cop, and, you know, I think he was just fresh off of uh, getting out of Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. Nobody was trying to take his career 30 years ago, but, you know, it, had you go, have, if you went into those fucking jokes today, people want to fucking, you know, they, they don't want you to never work in, in Hollywood again. So I, it's this incredible coincidence that, like, they Dave Chappelle puts out stuff that's pushing the envelope and Eddie Murphy, you know, is coming out of the, you know, is the dark horse. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll put Eddie Murphy as number five. You know, it's just, I, I just like with Eddie Murphy, you know, he's only done the two specials. He's done delirious and he's done raw. Uh, but who knows, you know, he may come out next year and, you know, and it was Eddie Murphy years ago that did the whole bit on, on, uh, Bill Cosby, he wasn't talking about Bill Cosby raping, but he was talking about how Bill Cosby, in the trying to be like a, a, a mentor to young comedians, would like call up comedians and tell them like they can't tell dirty, like they shouldn't do dirty jokes. You know, Eddie Murphy has a whole bit about how, you know, he finally got a call from Bill Cosby and he was super excited because he, he, he saw Bill Cosby as his hero. And as soon as he gets on the phone, Bill Cosby is saying, you cannot say you Filth and foreign and foreign filth. Because I didn't say filth, foreign, foreign. You cannot say fuck. And you know, and that's a whole bit. And then you know, in hindsight, you know, we, then we learned fucking Bill Cosby was a fucking rapist. And like, here's a guy who's such a fucking hypocrite that he's fucking drugging people and and raping them. And then also, you know, at the same time, calling someone else and saying you can't say dirty words on stage. And it's not like he was saying I'm on TV. It wasn't, you know, it's like you can't curse in in uh, you know in theaters where people pay to see them. You know, during that time in the early '80s, if you were paying to see Eddie Murphy, you were going to go see Eddie Murphy. You knew what you were getting into. So uh, I just I I love the kind of coincidence that I fucking how history sort of repeating itself and i think when eddie murphy comes out next year like when he starts doing his his netflix special i guarantee you you know and not that you know dave chappelle is a fucking 
is a force of nature. He's not he's not going anywhere. But you know he's gonna give he's gonna give Dave Chappelle a run for his money. He's gonna give uh, Kevin Hart a run for his money. You know he's gonna give you know you know well I mean like you know uh, well Kevin Hart had that car accident. You know after Kevin Hart and um, what's his face uh, uh, Tracy Morgan like look just comedians don't let your friends drive your car. <laughs> Which I think Tracy Morgan was like in a, a limo or some shit like that. But you know it, it's a weird coincidence that you know when you're right then again when you get to that level of celebrity yeah you're not gonna drive yourself you can have other people driving for you but uh you know they both got into car accidents and and from what i understand he's gonna be all right um and you know and kevin hart was always uh he always uh pushed how like active he is and stuff like that he was he, he was in good health you know what i'm saying i mean getting into the car accident doesn't help but i mean he took care of himself you know so it, it's good to see you know he's on the mend and stuff like that but you know i when eddie murphy comes out you know He's probably going to talk about Bill Cosby, <laughs> you know, and, you know, he may talk about, you know, political correctness and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what he does with that. Um, before we go to break, uh, let me see two more things I want to talk about. Uh, you know, uh, we post we post this episode to SoundCloud and it's always this is something we we're talking about before the episode. It's always a pain in the ass when you post the SoundCloud and there's obviously SoundCloud has become, you know, this beacon of hope for soundcloud rapper and there's people who've been discovered on soundcloud so the minute the minute i post the podcast up on soundcloud i'll get an email i get a message saying and it's it's always it's always the same robotic fucking thing hey i really liked your track because i guess they're so used to people putting up like independent rappers putting tracks on you know check out my page and it's always you know it's either someone trying to run like a record company or 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 you know uh, you know if you send us you know Thirty dollars will get you three thousand followers on SoundCloud, and you know, make you, you know, it's like everything. YouTube has a thing we can pay for YouTube followers. You know, I'm pretty sure there's some version of that for podcasts. You know, and now you know SoundCloud. You know, you could pay for. So it's it's, it's so frustrating when you post something on SoundCloud because it's sort of like. You know, yeah, you have actual fans who may post and stuff like that, but then you get these fucking automated general, you know, hey, I really liked your track, or, you you, you know, you, you got some talent, and they're like, motherfucker, we posted a fucking two-hour podcast, we didn't post some fucking <laughs> mumblecore rap, you know, and of course, the minute you fucking put that up, you know, you get those fucking notifications, it's so annoying, and uh, so we're, we'll be coming up on our, our SoundCloud uh, anniversary so, and it's funny, it always comes right around uh, Comic-Con. Like, the time I don't need... I want to, I want that money for me. I want to go to Comic-Con and use that money to buy useless shit. I don't want yeah. to pay for fucking hearsing fees, but... <laughs> and um, one last thing before we go to break. Uh, and I had posted about this on Facebook. I had tried that Whopper. Have you seen the commercial for the Impossible Whopper at Burger King? Yeah, I'm afraid after you told me how uh, it tastes. And, like, you know... I said, you know, let me give it a shot. You know, I was hungry and I drove by. I saw a McDonald's, uh, Burger King. And I said, all right, let me try the Impossible Whopper. And, you know, the deal with that is it's it's a no meat patty. Everything from the patty is made with plants and shit. So then they, as soon as they order the fucking thing, and this is, you know, if you, when you order a Whopper, the first thing I do when I order this Impossible Whopper that has no meat products in it, the girl goes, do you want bacon or cheese on that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> lady, you're defeating the whole fuck. I mean, I didn't say it's a her, but in my and I, I did laugh into the fucking thing. I said, no, thank you. I'm like you're defeating now. Of course, whatever fucking cheese they have at Burger King, that's obviously not fucking. That's not milk. That's that's got to be. You know, if there's milk, it's probably like one you know, percent milk. One percent of the entire product is probably milk, and it's everything else is you know because that shit you know milk is supposed to go bad if you leave it out. You know, if you leave a Whopper out for a day, it's not like going to start stinking because the cheese is rotting. Um, and then you know the ba- okay the bacon. I don't think I. Th- I mean, you could fake bacon, but you know, but I don't think they use fake bacon. But you know, it's like the minute 
the minute I order something, do you want some animal products on this all vegetable thing? And I ate it and it was not good. It really fucking tasted like pressed cardboard. You know, and I've tried those vegetarian burgers. I've tried the, uh, you know, I mean, the ones they sell in the supermarket. I don't know the fucking names of them, but you know, I've tried veggie burgers and stuff like that. And it's all, you know, oh, it's all soy. <laughs> and then what they do is, you know, they take the soy and then they put like enough chemicals and it's fun. Like, you like, oh, I'm eating vegetables. It's much healthier. No, they, they put so much fucking chemicals and so much salt and all this other shit in it to try to make it kind of taste like meat that you know for what you're what you're passing what you're giving up for not eating meat you're taking in just with fucking preservatives and shit you know to make it fake taste like meat you know and fake smoke grilled taste you know so i mean it was you know a valiant attempt and maybe one day there'll be a fast food place that can give us a, a, a decent tasting veggie burger you know, they're not calling, they're calling it the Impossible Burger because, you know, whatever. But you know, like I said, but it's just so fucking ironic that the minute I order it, uh, the lady asks, do you want cheese or bacon on it? And I think with that, we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. And we're back. All right, Paul. And this is something I'll probably play in the intro to the podcast. So if you're listening, you probably heard it already. Um, there was unreleased footage released on YouTube. I, mm-hmm. I, I love it because it was supposed to be, it was something exclusive to the Avengers Endgame box set. And it was a scene from the original Iron Man 1. You know, and it's funny, you know, when they made Iron Man, they were not anticipating this turning into a whole cinematic universe. Uh, Kevin Feige, who once again, like I said, Kevin Feige has been involved in marvel movies since the first x-men movies back in you know 2000 or 2001 so kevin feige's always had some sort of hand or role in all these marvel movies that you know and and i don't don't know if he i don't know if he was involved with blade but i think he was long story short the guy you know he's had his hands in this for 20 years now 
So even before, back in 2008 or 2000, it was 2008, yeah, when Iron Man came out, when Sony, and it's funny, you know, we're talking about this now where, you know, last episode we're talking about how, you know, Sony and, and Disney aren't getting along. But I mean, at that particular time, Sony owned Spider-Man and Spider-Man wasn't fucking going anywhere. You know, Sony had their fucking iron grip on Spider-Man. Uh, Fox has had its iron grip on the mute, on, on the word mutant, you could not use the word mutant in any other. Disney couldn't use it. Paramount couldn't use it. Uh, Sony couldn't use it. Fox exclusively owned the rights to the term mute. So there is this scene where it's it's Nick Fury, and of course, you know he's hiding, not hiding, but you know he's, he's kind of standing in shadows, waiting for Tony Stark to come into the room as he does, because that's how you know Nick Fury is sort of badass like that. And so he goes, uh, you know. I have to deal with gamma irradiated monsters. And that was sort of a, that, I mean, they knew they were making, by the time they finished making Iron Man, they knew they were making the Hulk. So he goes, you know, gamma irradiated monsters, radioactive spider bites, and various mutants. So in this scene that obviously hit the cutting room floor because, you know, one, they couldn't, they couldn't have used it at the time because they didn't own the word, they couldn't use the word mutant. And Rita, Kevin Feige had enough foresight and forethought of, of hoping that we'd be able to merge the universes where, you know, we can't have a Spider-Man in one of you know these movies and we can we can have the x-men because when you say mutants yes of course there's a million different mutants in the marvel universe but when we say mutants you mean x-men <laughs> let's not you know let's not fucking mince words here so kevin feige is such a fucking genius that he had <clears throat> samuel l jackson read those lines recorded the scene and it's been it's been unearthed and like i said they're gonna put it on the end game uh and it's i mean it's kind of sad that like fox hadn't we hadn't Disney hadn't moved on Fox earlier where maybe we could have had, you know, uh, an X-Man X one of the X-Men in, in Endgame or something like that. But then again, that kind of, you know, leaving that door open for all these movies that are going to happen after Endgame. We'll have, we'll have plenty of time to address mutants. We have plenty of time to address Fantastic Four and all this other shit. Um, I just I think it's fucking awesome you know once again Kevin Feige is a fucking genius you know he's given us uh, all these great fucking movies you know he's he's had his hand in it you know and of course you know he doesn't and he doesn't like tell people what to do he sort of helps guide <laughs> he helps guide uh, the movies into the universe that it's become and you know and it's funny because like uh, even like the other day I watched the first Avenger uh, Captain America 1 and I'll be honest with you that was you know, when I first saw it, that was not my favorite, most favorite Marvel movie. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably say one of my, my, my least like Marvel movies. But when you watch it now and you see like the Red Skull and you know, you know, spoiler alert, you know, you know, Red Skull comes back in, in Endgame. And when you see like, you know, when you learn more about Bucky, when in the movie, the first movie, obviously Bucky's an important character, people who know about Captain America. But like at that particular time, you didn't realize how much Bucky was going to be part of the universe. So at that time, what I thought was a throwaway character, uh, not throwaway because I know he comes back, but you know, before we even learned the term Winter Soldier, you know, I didn't give a shit about Bucky at that particular time and watching that movie. I didn't care. I didn't care about Agent Carter. You know, I didn't care about Red Skull. You know, I mean, I was interested. I was happy to see it and I was glad to see Captain America in a movie. But like those characters were all fleshed out in other movies later on based on the performances given in the first movie where it makes you appreciate the first movie. Like watching Captain America, the first Avenger now I'm seeing it with different eyes and I'm actually like, holy shit, this is a really good fucking movie. And it's funny because at the the time it came out, I didn't give a shit about about half of the characters in the movie. But like I said, as the other movies sort of gave life to those characters, you know, Agent Carter had her own series. You know, the second movie was called Winter Soldier. You know, uh, like I said, Red Skull comes back in, 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 you know, uh, it comes back in uh, Endgame. You know, and then also knowing what happens to Captain America at the end of Endgame. It's sort of like, you know, all these little seeds were kind of planted. Or even if you went back and not necessarily they were planning, you know, it wasn't like when they made Captain America they were planning to have 
have an Agent Carter series. <laughs> you know, they weren't planning to have, you know, a Winter Soldier movie. But, you know, how, you know, they could take little things from those movies and flesh them out and make a, make the universe as it is. So, you know, and even, and even like, you know, when they find a Tesseract and they see like, you know, the Tree of Life, which is something, you know, taken from the Thor movies. You know, so, I don't know. I just, Kevin Feige, Feige's a fucking genius and... <laughs> Uh, like I said, I'll probably play that clip in the beginning of the episode. Um, of course you will. <laughs> speaking of Spider-Man, uh, execs of Sony has said pretty much, uh, that, that negotiations are, are done over and complete. But then the guy, for now. Had, then exactly, he usually does, he throw in those two hopeful words for now. I think it's a negotiation <laughs> tactic. The same way Disney fired James Gunn for the tweets from 20 fucking years ago, um, or 10 years ago, excuse me. You know, I think Sony, you know, Sony may want to play ball, you know, but they're kind of, you know, they're fucking with Disney. You know, you know, well, so, you know, the ball's in well, your court. You can do what the fuck you want. So the latest rumor on that, um, which I've seen some, some sites say this. So I think it might be somewhat of a legitimate rumor, but I, I'm not sure. Um, I guess Sony had said something recently about, to them, excuse me, about like a 30% stake Mm -hmm. with, uh, God, there's a lot of cars that go by your house. Um, (laughs) uh, so a 30, 30% stake in Spider-Man in, or I mean, getting money in the movie and then Spider-Man and Venom would be in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, it's just a rumor right now. So I don't, I don't know if you want to take that with just a grain of salt, but, um, there was also this other rumor, which is I don't even think it's possible. I put it out on Twitter and some people were like, Oh, is this serious? And I'm like, no, I just, that's why I put a question mark. Mm-hmm. Like, um, apparently Apple's looking at Spider-Man's, uh, is looking at me, not Spider-Man is looking at like, uh, Sony and possibly thinking of like doing like Disney did with Fox and try to buy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I had, and I had that, seen and, that also. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. And there, there was, there's this rumor that in the Spider-Man contract, basically if somebody buys out Sony that, it reverts back to Spider-Man. I've heard that before, so I don't... You mean I, it reverts back I, to Marvel? Yeah. So oh, okay. I, I don't know if if that... I, I don't think that one's true. But, I mean, definitely I can see Apple trying to go into different directions, trying to figure out what they can buy, too. Because Disney... Honestly, like, dude, Disney... Ha, dude, Disney, I'm going to be buying Disney Plus when it comes out. Like... Oh, yeah. It's got, it's got like, all... All the like, Saturday morning cartoons... DuckTales, well, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of DuckTales. I mean, I, I did watch it, but oh, I, I was DuckTales. more of, like, Darkwing Duck um, is going to be on there. Du- um, Tailspin, oh, my God, Tailspin. Apparently, and I don't know this for sure, but Gargoyles might be on there. And then for you, uh, remember the 90s Iron Man series, Fantastic Four, which is wonderful. Or should I say fantastic? Mm-hmm. Um, even, I, I think, I even think the original, I think it's the original X-Men cartoon also. Yeah, they might, they're all going to be on there. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm in heaven. I'm fucking getting this shit. <laughs> like, and dude, I'm going to get that bundle because if you get, if you get Disney plus Hulu and that ESPN plus all together, mm-hmm. you get, it, it's, it's, um, it's 1299. Dude, that's fucking, that's the price of, that's three for the price of like Netflix. Yeah. So like, I'm like, dude, I'm sold. Fuck that. So honestly, like they're hitting out of the park, but getting back to Spider-Man, like, I mean that if, if it's true, which I don't think it is that maybe Apple's looking at trying to get Sony's catalogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we that might be why Disney's like, no, we can wait and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, on a totally unrelated topic, like you know, if Apple bought Sony, you know, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm. Oops. For some reason, I was thinking Samsung. I was like, Tony, is it, Apple can't buy Samsung. But yeah, I mean, if they bought Sony, I mean, they're big enough. But also, is Sony trying to be for sale? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think Sony's Sony's not hurting, or at least not hurting to hurting to the point where they're asking to be sold. <laughs> they're not looking at anyone want to buy us. I think they're doing. I mean, they're not doing great. They're not doing as they as good as they used to. But I don't think Sony's Sony's not in the market to be bought. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. You know, you know, unless Apple wants to do like a hostile takeover. Well, but. I mean, what you gotta you gotta keep in mind too. And and again, I don't know if when Disney fought, bought Fox, if that included overseas. But usually these these deals. Um, involve just the u.s market so again even if sony were to be bought it might be just bought here in the united states or north america you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so keep that keep that in in mind but again you know it's going to be interesting to see how spider-man goes forward here um I mean, based on what I heard, what the third one was going to be, like, it really doesn't matter if he's in the MCU right now, because it was just going to be all about Spider-Man. So, you know, I'm kind of like, well, okay, the next film, if it really is what it is, you know, and maybe this might be another Spider-Man 2, so to speak, um, where, like, you know, we get to hear more about, or we get to see more about about him. And again, that's, like I was saying before i'm <clears throat> i'm really excited about the possibility of having maybe at least toby mcguire come in and kind of give him another perspective on an, on another spider-man and you can and see here's the thing like you can connect that into the mcu in the sense that you know if it's true that the doctor strange movie is going to be where he kind of opens up this oh, the multiverse. you know the multiverse kind of thing like then you know it definitely it definitely votes well for that happening and you could still do that so you know i i'm i'm Really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Honestly, I, I I really do hope that Sony and Marvel can come to a, come to an agreement, and I think they will now that everything's starting to calm down. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, so. I, like I said, I think I think it's a negotiation tactic. I think it's sort of you know, oh yeah, you got You got to draw the line in the sand and say you know we're not going to let you just take advantage of us. And then you know, but it's you know once again they'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they decide to if they decide to reboot fucking Spider Man again. You know. I think a lot of a lot they pissed off a lot of people, you know. They so you know I think, dude. I, I told you it's basically. I honestly don't think they care about the live action right at the moment. I think they care about the animated version because it did so well in theaters. So I personally think that they're going to be con- you're going to see a lot of concentration on that animation part because it did so well. So we'll see. And I think that's maybe what the holdup was. But again, we'll see what happens, you know? So. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, um, have you seen at all that the Wu Tang TV show on, on, on Hulu? No. I'm only, I'm only like, I've only seen the first two episodes. I think, and I think it's only three episodes out so far. Um, but there's a, a Wu Tang TV show. Oh, what is it called? Like a Wu Tang Legacy or some shit like that. But like, Wu, not, not, you know, Wu Tang as in the Wu Tang clan, the, the, the rap group, uh, kind of telling their, oh, it's called Wu Tang and American Saga. Now, I think, obviously, this kind of is riding the rails of a, uh, you know, uh, what was the boys? Was it not Boys in the Hood? What the hell am I thinking? Uh, the NWA movie. Uh, what the, was was it? Was it just called the NWA? What was it called? The NWA movie, Straight Outta Compton. I think it was. Yeah. So yes. I think, yeah. It's so. Um, and of course, you know, hip hop is has has you know a huge chunk of American culture. You know, there are people who you know who are young enough where they don't remember a time before hip hop. You know, they, you know they don't remember like. You know, or they don't, you know, you know, they don't remember a time before Wu-Tang or they don't remember a time before NWA. Um, and I've been watching it and it's not a bad show. Uh, actually, and it's really interesting to see like the characters, but once again, if it's, 
in the same vein of a straight out of Compton, <laughs> it's a fucking rewrite of history. You know, it's one of those deals where, like, you know, obviously the people involved in the show and, and the, you know, the characters, you know, we get to see young Method Man, young RZA, young Raekwon. Um, I'm trying to think of this one. I mean, I know there's a bunch, but I mean, they haven't introduced every single member of the Wu-Tang yet. But it's like RZA, Method Man, Raekwon, I'm trying to remember if there's anyone else. But obviously... Like, you know, you're not going to show them being punked out. They're not going to show them, you know, like, you know, they're never going to make the bad decision. And it's like, it's obviously such fucking, you know, revisionist history mm-hmm. where, you know, all of a sudden, you know, nobody's a bad guy. And nobody, you know, or I did something wrong, but then, you know, but then later on I did something good and it helped balance it out or stuff like that. Um, you know, so it's not bad. The only other, like, one of my complaints about the show is that, obviously, whoever wrote this show, or whoever, you know, the, the showrunners, they watched a lot of The Wire <laughs> on HBO. And uh, I, I watched The Wire, and I watched I watched every season of I watched every single episode of The Wire. And, and obviously, look, I, I, I obviously was not slinging, slinging crack in the early 90s in Staten Island. Uh, I was, nor was I slinging uh, crack in, in Baltimore uh, in the early 2000s when The Wire took place. That being said, like, guys like Wu-Tang. You know, I went to school in Brooklyn. I hung out in Brooklyn. I hung out in Queens. You know, I didn't go to Staten Island too much. Uh, so it's one of those deals where they're borrowing a lot from the Y. And I think, obviously, these are probably white people in Hollywood who never really knew a real drug dealer or never knew a real, you know, and they're, they're taking so much of that aesthetic and bringing it. And the it, and it shit, it doesn't. And once again, I wasn't, look, I wasn't slinging crack in the 90s but i hung out with people whose older brothers did you know and i, I you know i went to school in fort green brooklyn you know was, and, and this is like right before giuliani cleaned up new york you know i, I i've hung out in rough fucking neighborhoods and the shit that goes on in the show once again obviously it's 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 telling a story it's telling a narrative loosely loosely based on reality but it's sort of like you know forget that the wire exists stop stealing so much from the wire and let this because the stories are pretty interesting like i said i've watched two episodes so far Uh, i think once again there's only three episodes out if i'm not mistaken but it's interesting and it's good and i understand what they're what they're where they're going with it and i i I get what they're going with like also like just like stop fucking cut and pasting you know wire scripts into into this story you know the story is going to be good enough on its own they don't need to they don't need to borrow and use the shorthand of the wire um all right. Oh, here's something that uh, right up your alley. Uh, the new season mm-hmm. four of My Hero Academia comes out October 12th. Uh, it's going to be simulcast. Uh, I, I, Are you into that show now? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm watching it and I've watched it on Hulu. I'll be honest with you. I'm still in season two, but I'm like at the end of season two. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure by the time Comic Con comes around, by the time October 12th comes around. I will have watched season three. Um, so that's, uh, that's actually have season three on, uh, uh, Blu-ray actually here in the house. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of holy <laughs> shit, if you're not watching cannon bus, you know, to, to, I want to say not for you, but I mean, for the listeners of the show, I am so fucking loving cannon, cannon bus. It is such a good fucking show. And you know, and I was looking and, and I'm not saying this because yeah, I was in, I interviewed LaShawn Thomas, one of the creators, the creator, the, the creator of the show and showrunner. Um, and it was so funny, like interviewing him back then. Cause he was such a cool, calm, chilled guy or whatever. Uh, and I, I don't know, I don't know, I, I think I, now that I'm saying this, I think I might have mentioned this the last episode, but I'm reiterating. Watch mm-hmm. fucking Cannon Busters on, on Netflix because I haven't gotten to the whole season because I do, I watch my shows in like weird, you know, I, my schedule is sort of weird, but I try to watch, I try to watch one show of all the shows that I like in a day, if that makes any sense. Right. So, you know, I'm not, I don't binge, you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, Cannon Busters is good, but I don't want to watch 12 episodes in a row or 10 however however many episodes it is um 
but I enjoy it. And I'm really fucking enjoying it. And I love how this show, for all intents and purposes, was made by an American. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I think it was animated overseas, but um, he has caught the feel and the taste and the fucking uh, of everything that is anime. And then the weird dude, even the funny thing is, I because wa- I watch TV with the subtitles on because I'm fucking half deaf. So um, mm-hmm. I, the dubs and the subs <laughs> don't match up. And I love it. I think this show was fucking made in America. <laughs> But there's there's subs and I'm, obviously I'm pretty sure it was it was uh, dubbed into Japanese because you know anybody obviously people who like the show you know if if I enjoy it and I'm barely an anime fan I'm pretty sure people in Japan love it also but I mean it captures the heart and feel of anime even though for all intents and purposes it wasn't you know it has zero roots in in China and Japan so uh, but I'm fucking I'm digging it I'm digging it so fucking much and I'm hope. I hope it gets ten more fucking seasons because I'm I'm fucking loving it. It's very stylized. It's very it's funny. It's entertaining. It's got its action. And you know I would say that you know uh, uh, you know uh, what's his face you know, Spike Siegel has a, you know he's gonna run for his money who is the coolest character in fucking anime. You know no no offense to Steve Bloom. <laughs> and they are and I've noticed that I believe they're they're gearing up right now to start filming the live action uh, Cowboy Bebop. So um uh, yeah they are. Yeah, and so like they have uh, John Cho, guy from Harold yes. and Kumar, go to yep. White Castle. He's gonna be Spike Siegel. So um, you know, I know a lot of the fans are like, you know, are are adding Steve Bloom on Twitter and stuff like that. If he's, I don't know, he hasn't said anything about it, but you know, the the creators of the show would be shooting themselves in the foot if they don't. If they don't give him a cameo, you know, they got they got to give him something. You know what I'm saying? You can't. The guy's still around. The guy's still active. The guy's still is very is very known in the community. And I don't think it would it would be disrespectful in my opinion if they don't give him a fucking walk on roll. <laughs> you know, they give him something. But uh, you know, all right. So uh, two more things uh, before we sign out. Um, the Spirit of Halloween. I think is the names of those stores. We are. It's not mm-hmm. even. It's not even half. Well, it's just about halfway through September. But the Spirit of Halloween stores have already started. Uh, I, you know, my daughter had asked me already and, and I love it because it's called the spirit of Halloween, but my daughter, ever since she was little, always <laughs> called it the skeleton store. But like now she knows the proper name, but she goes, what's the name of that store that I used to call the skeleton store? Like now she's old enough to know that she used to call it a, a, a different wrong name. She goes, the name of that store is it the spirit of Halloween. She goes, yeah, can we go? And so of course we had to go to the spirit of Halloween store. Uh, you know, it's weird. The one they there's usually one in Greece and Rock and well, you're not just talking local shit. And it's like now there's like a home goods there where they said so they opened it up in fucking Brockport. And you know for those who don't know, you know like I had well, to drive I had to drive like 25 minutes out of the way. There I, there is one in Greece actually. Oh, there is one. And not the one yeah. Um. So the old Sears building is gonna have it actually. Oh, they just haven't opened it yet. Yep. Oh, okay. Because I know there's the one in Henrietta, but that one's always there, and that, that one's by the. Where they where they usually open up the the haunted house, um, so you know we'll we'll be waiting for that. And it's so, like there's always that one in Henrietta. I said let's give that one in Brockport a shot. So I like I literally like we drove an extra 25 minutes in one direction to go to this fucking place. But then the weird thing is Brock, I, you know you forget that Brockport is in the fucking sticks. That like there were like religious protesters and they weren't outside the spirit of halloween but they were like a block away from the spirit of halloween and i'm wondering like were they what what the what the fuck were they pro like i i don't i don't know what they were protesting but it was one of those things where like you know people standing outside with signs like you know 
Jesus is our savior and shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck is this about? You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, so it's, it's that time of year where we go to visit the skeleton store. And, you know, I, I like Halloween. You know, I'm not one, I'm not a pumpkin spice person or anything like that, but I do like this time of year. I do like, I like Halloween in general, just dressing up and, you know, and, you know, I love that, you know, co- both Comic Con and Halloween are both in the same month. So this kind of has that same, like, energy of, you know, having fun and dressing up and cosplay and, and all that other good shits. I mean, not that I ever cosplay, but, you know, I'm love, I don't think, you know, um, even though even i'm like oh what can i wear on halloween and stuff like that so uh super looking forward to that and uh my i guess my last bit of news is just the the death of rick okasic from the cars mm-hmm. and you know and like yeah i'll give you just what i needed uh it's the cars and uh I, I like there's this video you might think i'm crazy but all i want is you I mean, <laughs> all right and i'm not doing this song any justice but uh, you're losing it i got it it was you're a fine. it was a video in the 80s that was very i mean it was using like computer effects way before <clears throat> you know when you know the you know our cell phone is 10 times the power of the computers they had back in those days and you know for the time it was a fucking groundbreaking video for them you know and, and it's a very trippy video and 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 actually it's funny once again how things change with time like if you watch the video now he's very stalkery <laughs> he's, he's very much being a fucking stalker through the video uh, you know, and he's following this girl around and, and all this other stuff, and like, you know, but then again, I think they also kind of portray that she's also maybe kind of dreaming of him at the same time, so it doesn't seem that fucking creepy, but you know, he's doing a lot of stuff, like he's following her around a little too much, you know, and once again, it's when you watch it, you know, and back in the 80s, it was just fine, hey, a guy loved a woman, but then now you watch it through, you know, the 2019 spectrum, like, that guy's a fucking stalker and he needs to be stopped, and <laughs> you know, it's privilege and all this other shit. So, uh, anything, uh, you'd like to address before we call it a night no i'm I'm good for right now i can't believe we're not we're actually not hitting the two-hour mark this episode um please visit two strangers one podcast.net where you can find all things show related you can find links to our our itunes page so if you have an iphone an ipad or ipod you can find uh links to us on itunes or you just subscribe to us there if you don't have any of those devices you can find us on the stitcher app that's the one i use all the time that's s-t-i-t-c-h-e-r the stitcher app for android devices and iOS devices also, but I'm just so used to saying Android devices. Um, and of course, and what I do is when I use Stitcher, I put it on Listen Later and available offline so I could download it. I mean, I pretty much listen to podcasts all the time now since I work from home, <laughs> but uh, I put them to Listen Later and available offline so... When I'm out and about, I'm not killing my battery or my data uh, downloading. I might get them while I'm in a Wi-Fi spot, and I can listen to them while I'm driving around. Uh, if, if you want to use, or you could go directly to our main source, SoundCloud. I had mentioned that earlier, our main hosting site, SoundCloud, if you want to put that app on your phone. I do make the episodes uh, available for download. I don't want to put it on my phone. Well, you could if you wanted to. I mean, if you don't, what if you, whatever other app you don't, whatever, even if you don't want to subscribe and put yourself on an app, you can go and just get it off the spot, uh, off the SoundCloud app. Yeah. Um, if you want <laughs> What? What do you got against SoundCloud? They're all hosting cyber guy, damn. They're not, I'm just they're being not, an ass. It's fine. They're not fucking. They're not raking us over the coals like Potomatic did. Um. Oh god. Well, that's true. Yeah. So you know they're they're and I'm I'm so I mean I guess they're making so much money off of these mumble core rap and like thank god they haven't and and i think they they hit that bubble like i don't think i don't think soundcloud will ever like go go up significantly because right now if i'm not mistaken and you know, i could just you know this is all available online i think we pay like 120 dollars a year just about and i don't think like they'll never like jump up to 200 dollars like that that bubble with the rappers that bubble has you know i don't think there's we're not going to find out any new rappers from soundcloud i think that's sort of that novelty has sort of worn off and stuff like that so no more little yachties and little zans and little this and little that and mumblecore guys with 
tattoos on their faces. All of those guys, no one's no one's discovering anybody on SoundCloud anymore. That's just my opinion. So it's not like, and I'm really surprised when that bubble was going up. I'm really surprised SoundCloud didn't say, you know what, fuck you. Now it's two hundred dollars a year or something like that because they could have and they would have gotten it. Uh, once again, still cheaper than Potomatic. Um, so uh, you can find us on SoundCloud if you want to write to the show. Like uh, a super fan, Oscar used to write to the show. I don't know, he must have fell off the face of the earth. Uh, you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. I checked before the episode; he didn't write anything, or nor has anybody else. Bastard. Uh, we want your money. We need your money. But until then, you can uh, share and like us on Facebook. Just to go to facebook.com uh, slash two strangers on podcast. Like this episode. Share this episode. Like the page. Share the page on your page. You know, once again, it takes two seconds to do it and uh, helps uh, get the word out. And we're on Twitter. Oh, and okay, so the, sorry, we're on Twitter at Stranger Podcast. That's basically just a rehash of our Facebook page. Um, we have a Two Strangers Little Podcast Network group, and that's the name of it, Two Strangers Little Podcast Network. Um, and then all the episodes that are not on SoundCloud, you could go back and listen to seven and a half years worth of Two Strangers Little Podcast. Uh, the episodes that are not on SoundCloud are on YouTube. Just go on YouTube, search for Two Strangers Little Podcast. Uh, you can find my Stranger Vlogs. You can find my audiobook, Odd I See Itself on the Road. You can hear my electronic music under the name XLNYC. It's all under Two Strangers Little Podcast. And now... That I got like a halfway decent looking camera. Now, see, that's the problem. I got a halfway decent looking camera, a, a camera that takes good looking pictures, but I'm an ugly motherfucker. So, so like, like I, I can, can film, I can attest to that. I can film myself, and I and and it looks beautifully, wonderfully clear. I'm just an ugly person to look at. But uh, you know, I, I I might be motivated to start making more stranger vlogs now that I have this beautiful camera to uh, to uh, you know accentuate you know all my. The hair popping out of my face and, and see every pore of my skin and every every sag and every wrinkle of my face. Uh, I might start making some more stranger vlogs because it's a beautiful fucking you know, and I and I've looked it up how to use it as a as a vlogging camera and stuff like that. So uh, maybe we'll start you know I'm I just haven't I'm waiting for the right thing to inspire me. I need something I could really fucking rant on and uh, and it's like you know I think when the time it hits me I'm never right here sitting in front of the computer and like I, I write it down but then later on you kind of lose the energy. So uh, I guarantee you that I'll probably do a, a stranger vlog soon. I'm just waiting for the right fucking fuel to piss me off. Uh, so you can find all that on YouTube. Just search for Two Strangers Little Podcast. And oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that on the Stitcher app, <laughs> you can find Paul's <laughs> other baby, the Tanami Faithful Podcast. You and, little bastard. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we'll be, you know, once again, we're gearing up for, for New York Comic Con and Matt's coming again this year. Unfortunately, a friend of the show, John Galbo, is not coming this year. He's, he's publicly, like, announced that he's not coming. He's um, a bastard, too. Yeah. Like, he, like, you know, he, like, he says he's not going to Comic Con. What the hell was that? Holy shit. What? Uh, I heard like a weird like boop boop noise. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, uh, so he has, he's ended his, uh, one of his podcasts that he does is called the Adventure Club Podcast. He has ended. He, he's announced he's not going to Comic Con. And, uh, but I think they mentioned it on the last episode. He went for the gastric bypass surgery. So, I mean, much, you know, and, you know, he's, he's said it, you know, he's had diabetes like i think he's had diabetes like his whole life or something like that so uh you know something like this will uh hopefully you know work for him i we wish him the best i mean he's still technically on the mend because you after the surgery you still go for about six weeks uh because you know, when they cut into your stomach they cut they cut to the muscle uh you can you kind of kind of have to go like not on bed rest but they kind of tell you to kind of chill out with any kind of activity for about six weeks so uh he's on the mend right now of course we wish him all the best um but i don't think that's the last we're hearing from him because because he had mentioned uh, about thinking about starting another podcast, but I'm not going to, that's his announcement to make, not mine. Uh, but like, 
once again, that's not. I don't think that's the end of John Galbo. I kind of missed going with him because he was sort of he's part of like the tradition. I would see him every year, and now he's not going this year. And you know, and it was with him that I was able to meet Dana Snyder, uh, you know, the voice of Master Shake from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And it was with John Galbo where we were both. He just got out of the bathroom when. Um, What's his face? Andy Circus just went into the bathroom. We were back in the press area, and he's like, and I'm like, dude, Andy Circus just went to the bathroom, and like he just came out of the bathroom. like, like, and John Galvo just waited another like thirty seconds or whatever. Had someone just been in the way to use the the sink or something like that, uh, he probably would have met Andy Circus in the bathroom. Uh, so much, uh, much love to him. And once again, I'm sorry, I, I acquiesced the forty, sir. God, you always take so fucking long. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you act like this is your pot. Oh, wait a minute. Um. So you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can email me, paulpascrillo at tunamifaithful.com. I always make the joke that, well, Oscar has found me, so you can find me too. So there you go. Um, and uh, a couple little announcements. Uh, I'm probably going to be getting an apartment soon, so that there's that. And then um, we announced the other day that we're starting a new podcast. I won't be on it that much, if at all, but it's going to be it's uh, for the anime series Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, um, Chris, but it's got some beautiful animation to it. So it, it, it hasn't the the English dub is coming on Toonami uh, next month. But mm-hmm. cool. what the hell that. are you watching? Jesus Christ! No, I, I had I, like I got a notification on my phone, and I'm sorry about that. I just it just went right into fucking Facebook video. I'm sorry about that. My apologies. You little fucking bastard. Jesus Christ. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's about it. So uh look for that new podcast and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, we'll give it a we'll give it a shout out when uh when every, when all the, when the first episodes come out. All right, so we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace We're out. Bye. You should be happy. <laughs> oh, Chris, not on the cat. <laughs> all right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. And punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialist. I feel you, Eric. Lynette. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell, sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. <laughs> Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like... <laughs>
Hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Welcome, motherfucker, up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. (laughs) (laughs) Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15, and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.